Hey there, Duncan. How are you doing? Hi, Peter. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, mate, I'm overjoyed. I mean, I thought we've had we've tried doing this podcasting blooming loads of times today. It hasn't worked, so I'm overjoyed to hear your voice. Um, oh, that's always good to hear. Nice, nice <laughs> I can bring a smile to your face. <laughs> um, so yes, um, right. Uh, so what? Um, uh, what story did you pick out from Watson's Daily today? Yeah, I picked the story from the Telegraph this morning uh, about the body shop being sold. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, a famous cosmetics retailer, um, over 250 stores in the UK, uh, 3,000 globally. So most people will have heard of the body shop, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And they also, as most people know, have a network of at-home consultants and all sorts. So it's kind of a bit of a hybrid business model. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been in, been sold. Um, Natura and Co. Um, have sold it to a private equity fund called Aurelius. Aurelius? We'll go with Aurelius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For £207 million, pounds, which sounds like mm-hmm. quite a lot of money. Um, until you consider that they bought it for 870 million in 2016, mm. so that's 660 million down in six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so quite a nosedive in price for the company. Um, it's worth remembering that Body Shop have always kind of been, well, were originally a pioneer in kind of the ethical products sort of sector. So they always do ethical kind of this, one of the first companies to do vegan stuff, um, one of the first companies to do fully organic products. And they've been going since 1976. So long established retailer. Um, but they have kind of seen a bit of a dip in their fortunes as a result of um, companies like Lush and Rituals um, doing very kind of similar products. And you could argue because of the different way that particularly Lush do business, it appeals to a bit of a different demographic. We were talking earlier about how actually both of us find that the smell walking past a Lush shop <laughs> is a little bit too much. Mm. But I can totally see why the bright colours, the strong smells, the, the way they lay things out, the quirky names Lush go for, it appeals quite heavily to, obviously, to certain demographics. Mm. So, um, yeah, so Body Shop have seen a bit of a downturn in terms of um, being complete industry leaders because of companies like that. So I think the thing here for Aurelius is can they bring the brand up to date, really? Because, um, mm. obviously, d- physical stores, I think, across... Um, a lot of industries now are, are struggling a little bit. Um, although we did see a story yesterday where Avon, I would say a quite similar company because they have at-home consultants and stuff, are moving away from that sort of thing and into physical stores. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like an opposite move here from the body shop, um, which I find interesting in itself. Um, but it does look like this kind of idea of having this kind of specialty store for the body shop may have run its course in its kind of current in its current guys, so I think they either need to do something different with the marketing, something different with the stores themselves, or maybe just look at going more digital and cut back on the number of stores. Maybe only keep them in in prime locations, um, like the big retail parks, like I don't know, Foss Park, if you're Leicester-based. Mm. Um, there's one quite near me called Registon Lakes that's got a very um, decent size and normally quite busy body shop. Mm. Um, but I'd imagine the ones on your conventional high streets probably aren't that busy because people will either know one of their at-home consultants or prefer to shop online. So I think they might just need to have a bit of a tweak of their, their business model somewhat because I think the products are still leading out. They're still very good at what they do. Um, and like I said, they've been, uh, they've been established for 50-odd years. 
they're, they're very good. They're, they're long-standing. So there's a lot of good there still. But obviously, with this massive drop in price, the current format isn't quite working for them. So, yeah, that was that was my favourite um, story, Watson, say this morning. What's your, what's your take on this one, Peter? Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um... I, I think that, uh, you know, Body Shop has been around, obviously, for, for quite some time. It was the only, you know, one, really, the one of its type um, on the high street. And and so, you know, it earned a certain reputation. Mm. Um, but since, since then, um, I think that it's become quite a crowded market. You know, you've had... Uh, you've had big, re- you know, big retailers going for kind of natural um, stuff, you know, less chemicals and and all that kind of thing. Um, and I, I think that's quite, you know, you, you've there've been there are big um, uh, rivals, but also there's a kind of cottage industry of, of smaller rivals where which maybe specialise in certain things as well. And I think all of those have diluted the power that. Um, that bo- the body shop used to have. Now, the body shop wasn't for everyone. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure when I, I mean, I went went to Japan. I forgot whether it was when I was a student or when I was, um, you know, when I was um, stockbroking um, a, f- a few years later. But I do remember, you know, them setting up in Japan, and it was all a bit, uh, you know, I mean, it didn't, it didn't really hit it hits home um but i think like like uh, like you said earlier there's it's not as if it's rubbish you know this they do good stuff and they've still got a good reputation um and so i think really it's more of a case of i mean i suppose you know streamlining it a bit um making sure that the marketing is being done in the right way in the right markets um and then you know, uh, turn around. I mean, I like I say, I I think there's a lot there's a lot to work with. I think there's a lot mm. to work with, um, and the you know, but the but the beauty, the fact of the matter is, the beauty space is very crowded. And as you said, I mean, the Avon thing is quite funny. I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about that. I think it was yesterday, um, and that uh, I guess that in home uh, in home sales model is quite interesting because I guess. If you're going, if someone comes to your home to talk about the products, you know, it's very difficult to then send them away. Because I think that, and I, I'm sure that that's what it thrives on, is because you feel obligated that someone is, you know, advising you, therefore you need to buy at least something. And hey, actually, while they're there, you might as well buy a few other things as well. So, and, I mean, all the- and also, once you know that person, would you then go to a high street shop knowing that you know that person you've made a relationship with them yeah you're probably more likely to go well i'm gonna buy it either i might as well support them a little bit Mm. yeah Uh, exactly so so anyway so i think that um yeah i mean you know the avon um uh, model is very interesting i think that this is like i say it it needs more care and attention maybe you know natura had a lot of stuff on its plate um and it wanted to go in a certain direction and maybe felt, I mean, well, clearly felt they couldn't really do much with um, with the body shop. Maybe this new owner can. I mm. mean, I think the classic thing here is, I bet you it's going to just axe a load of shops and a load of jobs, um, and then and then see what happens after that. I'd be I'd be amazed if it doesn't do that. Um, but because it is a private equity firm after all, and they I, do I seem to do that. That. Is, that. That is the general pattern, isn't it, for private equity firms? Is well, in well. <laughs> 
get rid of anything that's not making us money. And like, mm. you know, that is realistically going to be a lot of retail stores that actually yeah. going to look at and go, well, is it making us money? No. Is it likely to, regardless of what we do? No, mm. probably not. Well, cut it then. Mm. Exactly. Uh, it, so it could be quite a brutal a brutal takeover, couldn't it, in that sense? Um, they could be looking at, obviously, axing a lot of a lot of stores, but that doesn't necessarily mean staff, does it? Because if they're going to put more of an emphasis on digital, they're going to need to swap mm. stores to, I'd imagine, warehousing and logistics, mm. supply chain and things. Maybe, but I think... It'll it, be a lot of jobs. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of jobs as well, though, yeah. Mm. Um, so there we go. Um, a body shop, body shop. <laughs> yes, indeed. But we do like talking about beauty, health, and beauty products on the podcast. Don't well, we? We, seem more often, we seem to do it more often than you, you'd think. Yes. So yeah, like it, it was an interesting story. What can I say? Uh, that's what, what I found most interesting this morning. Uh, what was your favourite story in today's Watson's Daily? Peter? So um, this was all about um, land securities, also mm. known as Landsec for short. Um, so it's it's one of our biggest property developers. And the article, which comes from The Guardian, um, is, and it is, you know, it's in other newspapers as well, but um, it made very interesting observation that um, the property portfolio, the weight of the property portfolio has become much more going towards the West End and Southwark hmm. um, rather than the city and Canary Wharf. And so, for instance, it is now 75% of its portfolio um, versus 58% it was in 2020. So that is a significant shift. Um, and one of the interesting points it made was that uh, the, the uh, tenants now are looking for office space, which is maybe smaller, but also has buzz about it um you know in, in and around it and now you could argue i mean some people would argue that there's not much buzz in the city or canary wharf but i think that's a bit unfair i mean i i've spent i mean i reckon probably best part of 20 years you know working in in the city um at, you know in and around you know bank liverpool streets uh and and around those kinds of um you know uh, and around those kinds of a uh, more gates so around all that that kind of area and i think that it's not immediately obvious um if you were to just walk through it and you'd never been there before but there's plenty of stuff and there's lots of there are loads of like quirky places to go i mean um i yeah i mean i used to there's certain places i used to go uh, I mean, I, I still think, oh, what's, what's the name of that place? Um, Assenheim's. I don't know if anyone listening to this uh, works in the city, um, you really should go to Assenheim's. Uh, I mean, that place is legendary. Um, it's, uh, they, they do this um, takeaway chicken. Uh, it's bar, it's um, marinated chicken. And uh, it's, I think it's, it's pollo asado, I think is the name of it. But uh, as in the, the type of chicken, it's like a South American thing. Absolutely stunning. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, there's loads of places that the traditional sandwich shops where you go in and they make the sandwich in front of you rather than you just picking it off the shelf. Um, you know, all these things, it's quite, there's a certain charm about it, you know, and all these old places as well. Um, but you have to kind of know it. Whereas, um, I'd say, and, and and also the other thing as well, Canary Wharf. I mean, I didn't work in Canary Wharf, but I used to go there a lot um, for, for work. And it seems to me, I mean, there's, there's tons of stuff there. 
Um, but uh, so, uh, you know, I, I do think that um, I can see the attractions, though, because I guess if you st stick in the city or stick in Canary Wharf, you are going to see a certain, you know, a, a, a lot of a lot of bankers, basically, uh, and people, were, you know, investment bankers. Not everyone likes that. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, there are there are pros and cons, uh, uh, pros and cons to that. I mean, I know when I worked in the city, I always personally preferred going out in the West End because I felt it was a bit more interesting, a bit more diverse. You know, like cities all kind of, I'll see you in all bar one or, you know, all these cha all these kinds of places or whatever. Um, whereas I found that, you know, going out in the West End was a bit more interesting. Um, I think it was a bit, there were a bit, there are more kind of shops, there are more uh, diverse you know, retailers, restaurants, that kind of thing, if you go to the West End. Um, so I can see why. And especially if the spaces that, that, that um, if you're looking for smaller space and you want buzz, I, I think that the West End makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, however, I don't think that this is the end of the city at all. I mean, obviously, the city's been around for hundreds of years and, and um, you know, it's adapted through many, uh, you know, different things. I just think that it needs, it will adapt. Um, there will be a different way of, of doing things. Um, maybe the office sizes will be smaller. Maybe the leases will get shorter. Um, but, uh, you know, it is going to stay the same because I think what the overarching thing for this is that generally speaking, businesses like to be close to ish, at least ish to their, to where their clients are because, yeah. You know, they can um, if there's any problems or any issues or there are any selling opportunities, you can quickly pop over uh, or have a coffee just around the corner. I mean, money's a time, you know, I, I've done that sort of have, having, oh, look, let's have a coffee. I'll see. I'll see you at lunchtime, whatever. That's so much easier. And it's easier to do if you're if you're near your clients. Um, so so from that perspective, yeah, I think you know there is there is a bit of that i mean let's let's not forget that um when canary wharf was you know built everyone thought well, that's it for the city no no way the city's going to die it's going to be but it's still there and it's still doing pretty well so um so like i say i think this shift yeah i can see why um but i also see why you know the attractions of the city um mm. there is something about it and i think you know, when you work there, you've realised, you know, you, it, I don't know, it, it kind of grows on you. Um, so, but in a different way, because, you know, the thing is, I suppose in the city, you're walking around, everyone knows where they're going pretty much because they're what they work there. They know it. Whereas in, in the West end, I know a lot of people say this who've, who've worked in the city and then they go and work in the West end. They always go, Oh God, you know, there's all these, these tourists. I keep bumping into these tourists all the time. Um, there is that, but you know, I mean, and and it takes a long time to walk anywhere because you've got crowds of people that you've got to get through, which you don't have um, in the city. But anyway, um, the the you know the bare, the bones of that is um, Landsec is moving the its its uh, its focus. It seems, um, but I don't think that that is the end of the city. I think it's just got to, it's just got to. Um, no, I say reinvent itself. It's just got to evolve. Um, hmm. but, but what do you think? Yeah, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think because of the the obviously key differences in the areas, mm. they all have a different vibe to them, don't they? Really, we, yeah. we've talked about before how Canary Wharf 
has that kind of vibe that would really suit maybe a startup tech company or something. Mm. It's very open, it's very glass fronted. There's mm. lots of things. It's all kind of around those little kind of, I say little kind of courtyard type areas. You know what I mean? In blocks, it's very easy mm. to get to and, and and see everything at once. Um, like I said, the city has got so much history and so much tradition. You you feel that if you're an older, more established company, mm. that's got to be the place to be still. Because like I said, clients are walking distance. Because let's be honest, getting across London, even over short distances, isn't easy or convenient. Mm. So if you can walk, like get down to the ground floor of your own building, walk a couple of streets away to a coffee shop and meet a client, so mm. much more convenient than trying to get across town. So mm. like I said, if, if most of our clients are around that area as well, that makes sense. And I think the West End and Southern kind of areas are both quite, uh, experiential you know I mean there's 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 a lot of like touristy type things there so mm. I think if you wanted to obviously take clients out for big dinners or different dinners and go to shows and that sort of thing that would kind of make sense but my instinct would be there's, there can't be a huge amount of property to still kind of move into around that area it's it's a very busy area which I guess is kind of what some of the um city workers probably don't like about it is actually getting around the west end at any sort of peak time of day is a nightmare it, mm. it being in a, in a slightly moving box of sardines um mm. Mm. so i i think yeah there's got to be there's got to be a limit to how much <laughs> how many how many businesses can move into the west end anyway mm. um but like i said i totally get why west end has it's got a very different buzz to it to the city but i think both have their own kind of buzz and kind of atmosphere and would suit different companies and people trying to achieve different things so like, like you said, I don't think it spells the end of the city, um, mm. although it is a significant shift. Um, I think it just it gives kind of the city a bit of a chance to reinvent itself, I think. And I think, obviously, you've got, like you said, restaurants with kind of institutions there. People know they're there. People know what they like. And that, I think, also counselling, particularly the more established firms, I think, mm. being, having that kind of established way of being. I think it works for a lot of companies. So yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's an interesting shift. I'm not. I, I don't think it will be the the end of the city because, like I said, we saw that proposition with Canary Wharf as well, mm. and it didn't happen. <laughs> so yeah. I think just a chance for reinvent. Like I said, a chance for reinvention and and looking at different ways maybe to entice people in. Can mm. I mean? I have to say that uh, I, you know, um, if if uh, uh, Ralph. Um, my my uh, co-host on the weekend um, is listening to this. Uh, I bet he's not listening to this, but he'd be pleased with me saying that the Lizzie line is a major thing here uh, in that it connects the, the, the city, the West End, Canary Wharf. Actually, it's really good. Um, mm. And that may also have a make a, bit of a difference because it means that traveling between all of them is is a lot is a lot easier and yeah. a lot more convenient so um so you know i mean that that in a sense that might make it easier to put stuff in in the west end and you could still see your clients but you know but anyway it is it is a uh, you know it is it is it is a factor to keep into consideration yeah absolutely so anyway i think we better finish there um I uh, would just want to say, obviously, thank you very much, uh, Duncan, for having the patience to cope with the, <laughs> the uh, technical difficulties we had earlier on. Um, oh, thanks for having me. No problem. Um, and again, just to say, this Saturday, I'm doing a commercial awareness uh, a session with, uh, with Jake Shogger of the Commercial Law Academy. Um, you will learn a lot about commercial awareness. Um, 
you know you can ask me any questions um uh, you know all that kind of stuff um and it is a good opportunity to really kind of boost things in a very short space of time mm. uh but anyway uh i'll leave it there so thank you very much indeed and uh thank you very much for listeners for listening um hope you have a great day whatever you're up to and we'll be back again hopefully tomorrow if not uh friday but anyway thank you very much indeed Thanks, bye please. bye